Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here in the producer chair. Steve will soon be in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all no pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Greg Pickle from now Blue White Illustrated at 435 today. New gig from him, formerly from Penn Live, now with Blue White Illustrated. So he will join us at 435 today. He was running the forefront of the reporting on name, image, and likeness being included in the state budget that has now passed in Pennsylvania and has now been signed, of course, by Governor Tom Wolf. So we'll get his take on the new era that has begun really across all of college sports, but here in Pennsylvania in particular. So he'll join us at 435 today. And also, big, big signing for Penn State last night in the recruiting process for 2022. Nick Singleton, local product from Governor Mifflin down in the uh, Berks region, Signs, four-star recruit at running back. That is a terrific sign for Penn State. Seems like as, as a guy that is versatile, can do many different things, and that's exactly what Penn State needs, and they'll looks like they should be able to continue bringing in some top running backs that they've had. So a, a big sign. And now, for the class of 2022 rankings as of today, Penn State has moved up from just inside the top 10 to now third overall behind Ohio State and Notre Dame and actually beat out Notre Dame for Singleton. It basically came down between those two schools. Apparently he was considering five overall, but Penn State and Notre Dame were the final two, and he announced last night with his parents he's going to Penn State, so that's a huge sign there for Penn State. What's been a really good 2022 class and seems to be one of the better ones in the James Franklin era and it's certainly come at a good time. So we'll get into that with Greg coming up too. I, I like the signing a lot myself. Uh, you know, Governor Mifflin's a heck of a program down there. There's a lot of good football down in the, the Berks region. So that's a good get there for James Franklin and company. And to be third, that's in a real good spot too 
What's shocking? I was looking at the rankings from 24-7 sports. Alabama is 15th right now. Now, they only have nine recruits, but it's a little shocking to see them that low. So far, Penn State has 18 commits, 10 of them four stars. That's not bad. Ohio State also has 10 four stars, but two five stars. And I think Notre Dame might have one five-star, but they have almost ten four-stars as well, just looking at the top three. But yeah, it, it continues to be a, a solid offseason here for Penn State as far as the recruiting goes. This is really exciting for the Nittany Lions, especially to get a guy from their own backyard, and Nick Singleton. I mean, versatility is key. So it's good to see that there for Penn State. So we'll get to that with Greg at 435. Tomorrow, we do have Mark Zumoff, the now retired TV voice of the 76ers at 406. He's going to talk to us about his decision. And this is actually kind of big for us because I don't think Mark has really done many interviews yet since announcing his retirement. He did a quick little hit on NBCSportsPhilly.com with Al Abdunabi, who we've had on the show here, too. But I haven't seen much else, so this is a, a unique opportunity for us on the show to bring him on to talk about his retirement choice. So that's tomorrow at 4.06. Really looking forward to that. Then we got Phil Steele next week. Next Tuesday. Now, with last night with the NBA Finals... Of course, a lot of the attention was on the people bringing to you the coverage. Of course, with Rich and Lucas and Maria Taylor. We'll get to that later. But Steve, oh, come Nick on. Singleton, baby. That is one heck of a signing. Number three now. Can't even talk about it. That's true. Yes. So I'm always the party pooper on this, yes. but rules are rules. Right. So... I'd rather follow the rules and be exponentially conservative. I, I will just say this. When you go into June and the dead period ends and everything's going to be all at once, recruiting visits, camps, things like that, right? Uh, when you do all that, you're hoping that it brings with it a payoff at the end. I'm talking about payoff as a term, obviously, figuratively. And the payoff in this case is getting uh, verbal commitments. Well, so far, Penn State has six just out of the month of June. Six. How about that? Yep. That is really phenomenal. And I think that that's, that's the big payoff. So that part I can talk about. That's the big payoff right there, that you can do something like that. And I think that uh, in with everything that, go, that goes on in recruiting, when you can get consistent guys that are I mean, you want to get as many five-star guys as possible, but if you can get a if you can load up on a bunch of four-star guys, you have really set yourself up 
And there's still some, quote, big fish out there. They've done a good job of getting some big fish so far, and there's still more out there. I think that's the best way I can phrase it. How about that? So let's take a moment, and let's talk about the best pitcher in New York. Jacob DeGrom. My goodness, not your guy. I, I didn't know how you were going. I don't know if you were being cynical or you are actually being serious. Yes, Jacob DeGrom would be the best pitcher in New York. So let me ask this question. Just to start out, let's have a little fun with this. All right. Is Jacob DeGrom a Hall of Famer? It's not fair to say, but I, I have to go borderline because uh, I mean the numbers are there, but he hasn't really been able to do a whole lot on on, a, on like a playoff or a bigger stage. But from an Amber standpoint, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, I can't go there. I know it's it's sad He's, though. First of all, let, let me put it this way: I don't think people realize this because when he was when he was drafted, he was a position player. He was a position player when he was drafted. I think he was, what, a ninth-round pick? Something like that, right? But the problem is is that um, because he was drafted as a position player, then converted to being a pitcher, then converted to being a pitcher, he didn't start pitching in the major leagues till he's 26. He's 33 years old. Do you know how many wins he has in his career? Well over 250 expect. now, wasn't it? Wins? He's got 77. Oh. A little See off. my point? Yeah. See my point? Yeah. He's got 77 wins. That's it. Wow. You can probably put him down as the most screwed over pitcher in right now. <laughs> okay, now let me give you let me give give you this one. Here are the numbers of a guy. He has two hundred sixteen career wins. Three thousand one hundred 46 strikeouts. 3.43 career ERA. DeGrom's, by the way, is 2.50, which is phenomenal. And 11 and 2 in the postseason. And the, this guy is not in the Hall of Fame yet. It's Kurt Schilling. And that's it's just an interesting case, don't you think? 
always has been. I'm just saying that now let's take it back to DeGrom. DeGrom, okay, is um, is a phenomenal pitcher. He's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not getting. You know, I'm not getting a. You know, taking anything away from him. Nothing. Because I think he's great. But he's got 77 wins in his career. That's a problem. I mean, I know you don't think it's a problem, but, you know. <laughs> no, that that is. His biggest problem, of course, is, as you mentioned, it's the offense. And I've heard people say, well, in this world of analytics, you know, winning, being the winning pitcher, oh, cut me a break. Hey, you know, DeGrom does average a little bit more than six innings per start. He does. And this whole deal about, well, you can't face the lineup three times. You know, take your computer, Junior, sit down. That's Jacob DeGrom. Guess what? <laughs> okay. They can't hit him. I don't care how many times they face him. <laughs> okay? I don't care how many times they face him. Right? I mean, do you care how many times they face him? That's why they call not. it no-hitters for a reason. Yeah. Or perfect game or whatever. I know. Phenomenal. I'm just telling you, it's just something to... Just I just thought it was interesting because he's pitching today. I know he gave up a leadoff home run. Like, whoop-de-doo. Big deal, that happens. Happens to everybody. But, my goodness. Ah. I've heard people, he's a future Hall of Famer. Well, he can be, except here's the difference. He's 33 now. I don't think a lot. I think people look at DeGrom and think he's a kid in his 20s. I don't think people realize he's 33 years old. So he's he's pitched now eight years. Now, obviously, 2020, you're, you know, he had four wins in 2020. I mean, that that year can't really. You almost have to take this year and last year and combine it. And say he's got 77 wins through seven years. How about that? I think that's fair. So that's 11 wins a year. But if he pitches seven more years, he's 40. So if he's got 77 wins, he's halfway through his career. I think if you can get to 150 wins, I'd put him in. But to me, I think he's got to get to 150 wins. That's just me. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. First pitch from Dan Winkler, and it's swung on and hit high in the air to uh, right field. And going back is Hayward. He's looking up, and it is gone. And Bryce Harper has hit a home run with runners on base. It's a three run shot. His 15th of the season. And for the first time this season, he's driven in four runs in the game. It's 15-4 Phillies. 
<laughs> well, Harper's a phenomenal talent, obviously. But boy, that reminds me of that day many years ago. And what Mike Schmidt? I think if did Mike Schmidt have four home runs in a game? It was against the Cubs. Or Kingman hit four, maybe Kingman hit four home runs, something like that. And the game was both teams scored in the 20s, like 24 20 or some number like that. And it's phenomenal. I thought my like, team had problems. <laughs> well, every team you root for is a mess. You don't, you know that, right? <laughs> Sadly. Oh, no, for the entertainment value of the show, it's awesome. <laughs> what? What? I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ah, I just thought I'd bring it up. Thank you. I mean, you're $36 million a year, you're not even the best pitcher in your own city. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Sadly, no, no. DeGrom's one of the good guys. To him, to him, spider attack is when you take a tack and put it against a spider. <laughs> no? Good to know. What? Well, just thought I'd mention it. I mean, your guy. I mean, your guy's falling apart since it happened. It's falling apart. I think the post might steal that from you. It might be the back cover. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention it. I knew you'd be happy. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, the best. Great, uh, fabulous pre-owned inventory. And it is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. It's 1115 Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. NBA Finals last night. So let's get to that for a moment. Uh, let's give. Let's start with this, Giannis. I give him all the credit in the world for um, playing last night. And I thought, you know what? Um, I thought he played really well. Now, if you're going to command the millions per year on the set that you want to get, you've got to be able to, to then talk the right game. Why is it nobody last night on the set brought up, and this is a critical point, 
when Giannis, the decision was made to play last night, you know, it's his decision, the trainers, they come together and do that. There was no doubt in my mind that he not only would be able to go, but would be able to um, play well. Let's now backtrack to um, the COVID year. How often did you hear me say, Matt, that coming back from COVID as a team is very much like coming back from an injury? That you can, the first game, you've got some adrenaline, you've got some juice, you're excited, you go out there, you get it done, but then what's the problem? It's always the second game back, right? Absolutely. We saw that across the board. But we talked about that over and over on the show. Did anybody on the multi-million dollar set bring it up last night? That's your job. That's your job. How sore is he today? How tight is he today? And there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be able to go. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be able to go on Thursday, tomorrow night. But normally when somebody's coming off an injury, game one they're okay, game two like, uh, and then, then finally game three they kind of get back to where they were. You know what I mean? And we talked about that in the COVID part. And we talked about that. You know, teams were, were stiff, weren't ready to go, anything like that. Okay? And then the third game, then they start to fall, get into a groove, they're okay. But now I saw about maybe three quarters of the game last night. And yeah. the only time I heard it talked about was Jeff Van Gundy, I believe it was late in the first half, had mentioned, was was crediting Giannis for how hard he was playing. Because yes. that's how he normally does play. He plays hard. But, but yep. he said you can tell he's really puffing his chest. All right. But it's the second game back. Yes. It's game two. Okay, where he's going to go out there and the body is saying, go, go, go. I mean, the mind is saying, I'm sorry, the mind is saying, go, go, go. And the body is saying, dang, I'm sore. <laughs> I'm so sore. Uh, and it just can't get going. And that's my point about, you know... You want to have the big job. You got to be able to, to deliver some, some big stuff. You got to ask the big questions. Okay, not not the not the puff piece stuff. Right, anybody can do that. That's why you know, let's go back to Mark Jackson in the uh, in the Clipper series at the end of that game. You now Van Gundy's usually really good about this stuff. Okay, really good. But I thought that the guy that really shined was Mark Jackson because Mark Jackson goes out and he tells everybody, hey, look, here's the deal. Um, you know, you, you can, on an inbounds play, it is not goaltending. Okay, this is awesome. Right? I mean, that's awesome. 
that he, he's telling you that. I mean, that is awesome that he's telling you that. Because now you're telling the fan real information that maybe they didn't know. Also, after they go through that lengthy timeout, while they're reviewing and reviewing and reviewing, because they had to make sure how much time was left on the clock. Not that it wasn't good, but that how much time was left on the clock. It was, again, Mark Jackson who looked around and said, Hey, guys, the Clippers have to put the same five guys on the floor because they're out of timeouts. The only reason the game is stopped is for an official stoppage. They can't make a substitution. So then Ty Lue comes out of the uh, of the stoppage, and he has a whole new lineup out there. Well, the previous lineup he had out there had his two big men out there. Well, he didn't want his two big men out there. And Mark Jackson said, you can't do that. You've got to have the two big guys in there. It has to be the same five guys that you had on the previous play because there was no timeout called. And everybody was out of timeouts. Now, that's the job of the analyst. That's the job of Mike Breen, brilliant as always, leading his people in. And that's why I don't watch pregame and postgame shows. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Well, no. What are my odds of watching the pregame tomorrow night? If it's raining and I'm not playing golf. Okay. Oh. Thought I'd bring that up. It's raining, you know, playing golf. What do you think? No, yeah, maybe. I don't. I, in this case, I don't blame you because I I'm not a big fan of ESPN's NBA programming. So I literally just watched the first couple seconds to see how what what Maria Taylor was going to do based on yesterday's conversation, which wasn't really a whole lot. Then I turned it off until the game started. Although somebody did put out how happy she seemed to bring in Malika Andrews. Yes, I have that. We'll play that coming up. Why don't you play it now? We'll this would be now? great. Yeah, right. Sure, let's have some fun. Sure. Let's listen to the professionals. Maria Taylor alongside Adrian Jalen Rose has his glasses on so he can make sure he sees every single play. Hey, you look fresh to death. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jay Williams back in the blue suit. We expected it on game one. I keep it simple. I keep it simple. And now it's my pleasure to welcome in Malika Andrews, who will be on the sideline for the first time in an NBA Finals game in her career. But she's not the only newbie because there's actually only one player that has Finals experience that will be on the court here tonight. Seem rather joyful. <laughs> yeah, if you if you were watching that, like I was, you can tell the sass was real, and she was just you, you knew she didn't have to say anything. That's how her body language was. Yeah. Uh, that see, I don't watch it. Now let's flip it to the other side. Now, and then, that was all of them. It wasn't just Maria. That was everybody. Oh no, the entire the group. The entire group. Jalen Rose, was it Jay Williams, Adrian Wojnarowski? Yeah, they all boycotted, right? Or we're, attempted we're all to. going to boycott. Right. We're all going to boycott if Rachel Nichols was on the sideline. They were all going to boycott. All right. So now let's flip it over to okay to the good news part of it, because I'll be honest with you. There's three entities involved in this 
Rachel Nichols, obviously, Maria Taylor, obviously, and ESPN, obviously. I can tell you in no uncertain terms, not one of the three ends up looking good in this. <laughs> they, they don't. Not one of the three looks good in it. Totally agree. Right? ESPN's known about this for nine months, ten months. Did nothing about it. Yikes. So none of the three look good on it. So now let's talk about somebody who does look good. Today, NFL Red Zone announced that Scott Hansen is receiving a multi-year contract. He has been the host of that show every minute since 2009. He is on seven hours every Sunday. During the course, you know, let's go to a quad box. Ding, 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 takes you around the quad box. Hey, let's go a split, split screen. Boom, boom, boom. Sometimes they jump in there and they don't have the play-by-play up, so he just jumps in and goes play-by-play. Hey, Dak Prescott over the middle. Hey, he's got C.D. Lamb at the 40 and the 45. That'll be a Cowboys first down. We've had him on the show one time. He has gone down to, I believe it was Guatemala or Costa Rica, and built homes. He has gone to Russia to help children. And when I introduced him, I you know I told him I said I said look your biggest flaws as far as I'm concerned is the Syracuse degree and the fact that you're buddies with Marvin Harrison. I said other than that we're. He says why Marvin Harrison? I said so because every time I turned around he was beating my teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I said every time I watch him I never see him have a flaw. I never see him stumble, stammer, uh, um, thinking about what to say next. He's on there seven consecutive hours and has to know everything about all 32 teams. Now, he's not dealing with all 32 during that particular day. On that particular day, he's dealing with 26 because there's a Thursday night game, there's a Sunday night game, there's a Monday night game. So, usually he's dealing with 26 teams. But... It's 26 teams among the 32, and at some point you get all 32 in front of you. He knows everything about all of them and flawlessly goes from one to the next. He worked last year because of COVID on a one-year deal. They gave him a multi-year contract. It is great to see a real pro like him who just goes about his job. Oh, and by the way, in the offseason, figures out ways to help other people. So mark him down, Matt. See if it's possible to get him back on the show. We've had him on the show one time. I would love to do that. And it was a blast having him on the show because I just think he is a pro's pro, and more and more people are watching Red Zone. I have zero interest in fantasy points, but I like watching Red Zone because I like to see as many games as possible until I get to the feature game I want to watch. The fantasy stuff he weaves in beautifully, even though I have no interest in it, I still admire how he does it. Oh, yeah, he's a pro's pro. No, we'll definitely no, you, try to do that. Yeah, let's just let's give it a shot. He's done the show before, and I have great professional admiration for him.
All right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I see a bear out there. It, it leads me to a question. October 17th, Packers-Bears, any idea who's going to be there? Anybody who's going to be quarterbacking in the number 12 jersey? Yeah, I don't know, B.A. Let's see. Yeah, I know. Aaron, everybody is on their toes. They want to know, man. They want to know. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. I'm trying to talk to him about it. He's going to keep playing or not, you know? Hey, hey, Aaron, we go way back. You can just tell me. I'll keep it a secret. <laughs> hey, I promise I will not put it anywhere. Charles, I'll tell you this week in Tahoe. Right? Oh. And you can, you, can, uh, you can leak it. Okay, I got you. Dinner's on me. That'll be a first. <laughs> Well, first of all, Brian Anderson, who's from Milwaukee and is an outstanding announcer, has to ask the question. Right? He, has, he has to ask the question. Then the follow-up, okay? Then Barkley at least got him to commit to do something in uh, Tahoe with him. Is it Tahoe, Vegas? Where are they going to be? Someplace. I think Tahoe they got a tournament this weekend. Hey, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to say what he wants to do with anybody. I mean, everybody's talked about Jordan Love, and they've talked about all this. Here's the, here's the part, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, that would bug me. Okay? You know what would bug me? If I were him. Kicking the field goal. Coaches have to make hard decisions all the time. Very tough decisions. Go for it, kick a field goal, so forth. Man, if I'm sitting there and I've got the MVP of the league, who's having a phenomenal year, and despite getting hit, he was sacked five times in that game against Tampa Bay. He still threw three touchdown passes in that game. He still threw, I think he threw for over 400 yards. No offense, that's my best shot to win, is with his arm, not with a defense that gave up a touchdown at the end of the first half. That that's the part that would bug me. Like you know, like they don't have confidence in me after the season I had to get it home. That would bother me. Nobody's talked about that. Now, do I think he plays? Yeah, of course I do. I think he plays. Yeah. 
Even on the sideline, he's better than your guy. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> your guy only hopes to have half the career Aaron Rodgers has Well, had. yeah. Okay, half. Yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about that. Nobody does. The only thing definitive we f- we found out yesterday with this, if you could even call it that, is Shefty tweeted out Rogers was not on the opt out list on yesterday's transactions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I oh, wouldn't be surprised out? if he held out for a day or two in training camp to make his point and keep this up a little bit and then just go full force and treat it as business as usual. That would not surprise me. That's fine. That's his prerogative. That's his prerogative. Yeah. Then, you know, for two days, Matt LaFleur has to lie to everybody and tell them how awesome Jordan Love is. Really? Really? Yeah, really? Okay. Last time I saw him, he was at Utah State, and I didn't think he was awesome. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Uh, yeah, it's, I always love how these guys, you know, I think I'll just go out and, like, make my point and, like, just say, hey, look, we want him here, we miss him, we're doing the best we can without him, but, you know, it's not the same without him. Now, whether they can do anything. Uh, who knows? But that's another soap opera another time. There's a soap opera in Green Bay. There's a soap opera at ESPN. I mean, I don't. I mean, the suit has been waiting all day for the jump to come on. That spells suit. They can't cancel that show. It's my favorite. <laughs> the show's supposed to be on what at four o'clock? I, I I know it's usually three or four. And I, I haven't seen anything, so I guess it is airing today. Shockingly, I don't know. Well. Everybody's under contract. Right? That's right, yeah. Got Greg Pickle today, 435. Mark Zumoff tomorrow. Phil Steele next week. A little bit later in the week, we're going to have Corey Geiger on. Minor League Baseball, they're going to have to fork over a lot of money to redo their ballparks. Reading is going to need a lot of money to do it. Corey wrote a great story in it in the Altoona Mirror. We're going to have him on Friday.